Hi there, project leaders, and welcome back to the Project Leader Podcast. I'm your host, Jennifer Glatz. So twice per week, I have a live Q&A call where I connect with the clients who are in my Kickstarter program. And today in the Q&A call, one of my Kickstarters asked me a really smart question. And the background of it is She's in the Kickstarter program because she's looking for her next project role and she's had some interviews, which is really exciting. But one of the tough questions that she was asked in one of her interviews was, what is the best way to recover from a project failure? So she challenged me today on the Q&A call with that question. And so I thought I would unpack that a little bit in the podcast as well and give you some suggestions on how we can recover and what are the best practices to set us up for success on the next one. So let me cue up the theme song and I will be right back. We have all felt the pain the frustration and the disappointment of a troubled or failed project at some point, either professionally or personally. So here's the big question. How are project professionals like us, who are eager, driven, and passionate about seeing our team succeed, how do we become true project leaders who consistently deliver successful projects that change the world? That's the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Jennifer Glatz, and I'm thrilled to welcome you to the Project Leader Podcast. Welcome back. So this topic of how to recover from a failed project really relates back to the theme of this whole podcast. And so what I wanted to dive into today is how do we bring our best selves as project leaders to approaching this problem? And so I want to dive into the leadership aspects and give you some recommendations. So I believe the first thing that we need to address when we're recovering from a failed project is probably the most difficult thing. And I, on purpose, I I wanted to start with this one. And that is that we need to be honest with ourselves that we played a part in that project challenge or that project failure. And this honestly takes a lot of courage, a lot of courage to do an honest self-reflection, to share your thoughts and feelings, maybe with people close to you to talk about it. But it's really important to do this assessment and to address and to think about the things that you did to contribute to the issue because it's important for us to continuously develop and work on some of the things that we may be weak in so that we can avoid some of these mistakes the next time. So the first part of our process is that honest assessment. And so ask yourself this question, the next time that these types of challenges come up on my next project in the future, what is the way that I can bring my best self to deal with those problems. So who do I want to be? How do I want to present myself? What would be the best way for me to show up so that we can avoid those things in the future? So that's the the first suggestion that I have on on how to recover is to really reflect on your emotions and, and your part in what had happened. The second suggestion is We need to be very strategic in our communications, both with our team as well as our external stakeholders. 
And I wanted to make that distinction between the two because I think the strategic approach is quite different for both. So let me first start with the team, the internal team. So it's really important to be transparent, open, and honest with your teammates. It's really easy for people to tell when you're holding something back um, and not necessarily not necessarily being dishonest, but at least holding back information. And so it's really important to have that courage to be fully transparent, fully open and honest about what had happened with your team so that you can have candid conversations that are going to help you improve the next time. So you want to find a safe space, um, perhaps off-site, away from the office, you know, somewhere where people are comfortable in having a candid conversation so that you can be open and honest about what happened. The strategic approach for communications with external stakeholders, I think, is a little bit different and requires a little bit more consideration because you need to be sensitive to how that stakeholder is going to respond. So let's say you have a client who's disappointed or frustrated or even upset or angry. You need to be strategic in how you have that conversation about your lessons learned, what had happened, and and what's going to happen the next time. And so what I suggest to come up with that strategy is Connect back with your senior leadership within your company, your project sponsor, but also your sales team. And between the three of you, I think some conversations internally should happen to figure out what is the best strategy to deal with that client. And what's great about connecting with, you know, the three of you all together to come up with the strategy as a combination is if the client is upset with you then they may go and have a conversation with your sales rep or maybe your senior leadership that you may not know about. And so you want to make sure that the the three teams are really all on board on the same page so that the communication can be consistent to that client. The other thing too is your sales team and your senior leadership team, they're going to have insights about this client that you might not know about. And so having a conversation, the three groups in the room, I think is going to give you the best strategic outcome for that communication that needs to happen. Now, if you've got a client where you've got a really solid relationship, you've been open, honest, and transparent with them, and you know that they are receptive to candid conversations, um, really talking about the the realism of the situation, then of course you want to share that that transparency and openness that you had with your team as well. So if you do feel like the client that you're dealing with, uh, you've got that good solid relationship, then feel free to be a little bit more, a little bit more transparent in the things that had happened. But make sure you address what steps you're going to take to improve your performance on the next project. So share a little bit of the lessons learned and um, just address some of those performance issues to give them some comfort that it's not going to happen again in the future. So that brings me to my third suggestion is it's really critical to do some form of lessons learned session with your team. And of course, as a project leader, it's your discretion whether you want to just do that lessons learned with your internal team or if you want to involve your external stakeholders as well. It honestly depends on what the situation is. 
Um, but one of the best practices that has worked for me in terms of doing a lessons learned session is a system called Keep, Stop, Start. So you might have heard of this, but essentially what it is, is you do a, a team brainstorm where everyone individually comes up with ideas of what procedures um, and policies that you're going to keep that are currently working, that are good, and you don't need to fix. The second category is what things do we need to start doing in the future so we can avoid these blunders that we experienced? And the third category is what are the things that we're going to stop doing because it's not working? And what I like to do is send out a notification before my lessons learned meeting, give people a week or two in advance to reflect on these individually themselves to do their own brainstorm so that when you come into a room together and you're having the conversation, we've got all those different opinions and, and people are coming prepared. And the second great thing about giving people some advance notice and letting them think about it is they're less likely to come to that lessons learned meeting fully charged with maybe their anger or frustration. <laughs> a lot of the times in lessons learned, we're tempted to make it a session where we're complaining and we're venting. And of course, we do need to set up a mechanism for people to let off some steam. That's important. But I don't think that the lessons learned meeting is necessarily the right mechanism to do that. So you want to make sure there's some separation and you want to make sure that you're asking your team to show up a little bit more emotionally neutral, a little bit more calm <laughs> so that you can have a true candid conversation about the keep, stop, start suggestions and have more follow-up conversations about continuous improvement within your company. So I wanted to give you those few ideas. I thought it was a brilliant question that my Kickstarter asked in the Q&A session today. So, so kudos to you if you're listening. Kickstarter, I really do appreciate this question. And of course, to my listeners, um, from a coaching perspective, I want to give you a challenge. So as you reflect on any challenged or failed projects in the past, my challenge to you is to think about which one of these three suggestions that I gave to you today speaks to you the most in terms of where you might need to focus your own improvement. So is it being more open and honest with yourself and having that courage to reflect on maybe how you contributed to the challenge? right? And working internally on some professional development that you might need to address that issue. Is it, do you need to work a little bit more on how to be more strategic in your communications, whether that's the courage side of things to be open, honest, and transparent with your internal team, or working with the different departments, your senior leadership and your sales team to come up with a strategic communication that you're going to use with external stakeholders? Or is it the third of focusing on how to raise necessity within your projects and within your organization to continuously improve? So is there a way to improve your lessons learned sessions, or maybe you've never done one before. So that would be a good challenge for you for the next time. So have um, a reflection on that. And I would love to hear which one you are going to focus on next in your professional development. So I encourage you to connect with me in the project leader community on Facebook. 
You can reach us there at facebook.com slash groups slash project leader community and connect with me that way. I would love to hear your feedback. If you've enjoyed this episode, it would be great if you could take a screenshot of it and post it up in the group as well or on your social media and just let me know um, that you enjoyed the episode and, and share it with your network. All right. So I hope that was helpful. Again, this was a really good question. So I'm, I'm glad that um, my Kickstarter asked this question. It was great sharing my, my thoughts with you on this. And I wish you all a fantastic weekend, and I look forward to catching you in the next episode. Are you a project professional who is eager to kickstart your career in project management? Perhaps you've recently completed your education or credential, or maybe you're seeking a career change from a trade or engineering to get into project management. Or even if you're looking for a promotion into a project manager role, and you're looking for some more information on how to reach that next step in your career, then I invite you to join my next live webinar on how to gain a positively unfair advantage in your project management job search. All you need to do is visit kwebinar, that's k for Kickstarter, webinar.procollabconsulting, pro, P-R-O, collab, C-O-L-L-A-B, consulting.com, to join me on the next live webinar that's coming up. Looking forward to seeing you there.